Hi, it's Terence Wallace, and welcome to my new series, Stories from the Road. In 2014, I decided to leave the corporate world behind and start my own business, Indelible Adventures Inc. This is a culmination of my writing, photography, speaking, and travel, and uh, gave me a great opportunity to travel the world. And so, with my writing, I've been able to gather and collect many stories from all my adventures. So this series is a dedication to all of those stories. I hope you enjoy them. In this episode, we're going to explore Frascati, which is the gateway to Rome, and Ostia Antica, the place that time forgot, all here in sunny Italy. After leaving Naples and the Amalfi Coast, I decided to head north back towards Rome for the second week of my adventure. But instead of staying in Rome, I opted to try something a little different. Although at the time when I booked, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. The start to my second week was anything but ordinary. Having survived a case of the stomach flu, which was then combined with a healthy dose of vomiting followed by head colds, clearly I was in need of some rest and recuperation. Hard to believe given that I was already on vacation. I guess it was a vacation from a vacation. No better place to do it than in Italy. As you can tell by now, I love Italy. I love it so many ways, I've been here so many times, it is my go-to place. After having stayed in Rome many, many times throughout my visits, I decided to use my favorite booking site, bookings.com, to scan the towns within 40 kilometers of Rome for suitable accommodations. And I came across a builder in a little town called Frascati. Hmm. I liked the name of the town right off the bat, and so plunged in. So with the coordinates punched into the GPS, I set off towards what would be my home base for the next four days, Villa Tuscalana. Making it into Frascati was the easy part, because as you know, the streets in some of these little Italian towns can be both narrow and a bit of a maze, with lots of one-way streets and alleyways, barely wide enough for a car easy to lose your sense of direction until you're stuck and have to back out of a laneway with little room on either side. Didn't I say it was always fun in Italy? During Frascati's 2000 year history, it's been the summer home and sanctuary to many famous dignitaries, including Cicero during the ancient Roman period, and in more recent times, a number of popes and their entourage. Yes, even in those days, they had a trail of cardinals as long as your arm following close behind. Now, because of the climate, remember it's in the mountains overlooking Rome, a significant number of Rome's elite and wealthy also used summer villas here. Up until the middle of the 19th century, Frascati was an obligatory stop in the Grand Tour of Europe, as witnessed by the likes of Mark Twain, Goethe, Ibsen, Emile Zola and the like. Who knew? Frascati was surprising in a number of ways. Firstly, it had an enormously impressive Duomo, or cathedral, on the main piazza, which was a gift from the Pope. As well, it was the first official rail destination from Rome when they constructed the Italian rail system back in the mid-19th century. In fact, even today, it is a regularly scheduled train service that runs directly to Roma Termini, which is the main rail station in Rome, and even has its own special little platform at the station. Isn't it amazing what a little papal love can do for the fortunes of a little town? 
My plan, as always, was to use the villa as my home base and set about taking daily road trips to familiarize myself with the local area and to discover what types of things I could recommend to my friends who might want to come visit. My first day trip was down the coast some 40 kilometers to the seaside town of Anzio, again another important place in the annals of World War II history, as it was the place where the Allies came ashore to go around Casino and take Rome. It was one of those picture-perfect, sunshine-filled afternoons as I strolled with my camera around the port city and its downtown area. Few visible reminders remain of the town of Anzio from those dark days in 1944, except for the increasingly large American War Cemetery just outside of town. With the sun sinking low, I made my way back towards Frascati. I meandered through a number of little villages, as you do, getting out and exploring the streets and alleyways as I went, or as I like to say, getting lost before I get found. My favourite was a little town called Marino. Now, this isn't to be confused with the Principality of San Marino, some 200 kilometres further north. No, this sleepy little hillside village was the perfect place to capture the afternoon light before finding a cafe to have a well-deserved glass of vino. Delicious. The next day I took the train into Rome. This 30-minute trip was a breeze as Frescati is the final stop on the line, so no confusion as to what train to take. The Trenitalia service was absolutely outstanding and incredibly cheap at 2 euros 10 centimes each way, which is just over $3 Canadian, and dropped you right in the centre of Rome, just a 25 minute walk or short metro ride from the main attractions. At the end of the day, departures are hourly until the last train, which is around 8pm on the winter schedule. So if you'd like to avoid the traffic and crowds of Rome, but still have access to all Rome has to offer, Frascati is the place to stay. This little town provides you with the best of both worlds, small town Italy coupled with access to one of the most historic and enchanting cities in Europe at a fraction of the price. So if you're looking for something a little different outside of Rome, Frascati is definitely a place to consider. Up on the hills, the cool afternoon breeze with a view of Rome, it is a lovely spot to stay. After visiting Roman Pompeii earlier on my trip, I'd become absolutely enamored with the history of ancient Rome and the empire that it controlled. So doing a little research one night, I discovered the town of Ostia Antica and its historical relevance, which was now close by Frascati. Hmm, sounded like the perfect day trip and only 30 kilometers away. So the next morning after breakfast, I headed out. To get to Ostia Antica, you head out from Frascati towards Rome's Fiumicino Airport on the Autostrada. The exit is just two before the main airport turnoff, so incredibly easy to find. From there, it was a series of small country roads to the site of the ruins. I had been blown away by Pompeii and the ability to see the ruins at a very close quarters, and so wasn't expecting anything to top that experience. But from the moment that I drove into the completely empty car park, yes, I even had to double check to see if it was opened, because at first glance I would have sworn it was closed. I suppose I had expected it to be packed like Pompeii. So this was the first huge shock. Second, 
was the price. The entrance was only two euros. Wow, so incredibly cheap. And then third was the incredible view as I walked through the turnstile into the ancient city. What lay before me was absolutely breathtaking. There are no other words to describe the view. It was as if I'd been time warped and deposited back in ancient Roman times. There before me was the typical stone road, as it had been for the last 2,000 plus years, with tall Roman cypress pines lining the ancient road off into the distance. Yes, and I mean distance. That road was long and straight. As I began making my way along the main thoroughfare, I realised that I was completely alone. Not a soul in sight in any direction that I looked. Actually, it felt a tad eerie to be honest with the only sound being the wind in the pines. Now, I'm not one to let fear get the best of me, but for some reason I felt a little rattled. There was something about this place that made the hairs on the back of my neck stand on end. It was so hard to define. Continuing on along the road at my leisure and reading the signs, yes, in both Italian and English, that explained each of the ruins, it distracted me and took my mind off the eeriness of the place. And so, what I soon came to realise was that Ostia Antica was the main trading port that served ancient Rome from the Mediterranean, with all the goods then being transferred into small barges and transported up the Tiber River. For this little city was strategically located at its mouth and the gateway to Rome. What became abundantly clear was that this city had a rich and vibrant centre of commerce and was a key part of Rome's history. All trade to Rome came through this little port, and so because of this, had been a large and thriving city in ancient times. As I walked through the various city quarters, it was easy to spot the main streets with their warehouses and grain stores, the extensive bakeries, commercial shops and academia, or schools, and the large villas of the rich and wealthy. The original mosaic tiled floors clearly still visible and accessible to many of the homes. It's interesting that I mentioned bakeries because Ostia Antica provided all of the bread, the fresh bread, to ancient Rome via daily barges. Crazy, isn't it? The Forum, although not as grand as that of Pompeii, was a beautifully grassed expanse ringed by temples and a bathhouse, specifically built for the senators and patricians of the day. You had to give it up to the Romans, they certainly knew how to live. The bathhouse had a heated steam room where they held meetings, plunge pools to cool off and a large area to relax and talk business. The city also had an enormous open-air theatre and it lay close to the Forum. Its white marble seats, although worn by centuries of exposure to the elements, was still in incredible shape. The other impressive structures in this city are the still standing grain warehouses, two stories high and with an intricate brickwork inlays. They're just stunning. Ostia reached its peak in over 100,000 residents in the 2nd and 3rd centuries AD, before slowly declining as the Roman Empire began to collapse. So did Ostia's importance as a port became less important through the impact of wars and sacking by roving armies and pirates. By the 9th century, it had been completely abandoned. Impossible to believe, isn't it? 
The more I explored Ostia Antica, the more I appreciated its relatively untouched beauty. Surprisingly, as much as I enjoyed my day in Pompeii with Mount Vesuvius looming over the town, I think I enjoyed the actual ruins and the history of Ostia Antica more. Primarily because there were no crowds, no lineups, and I felt as though I had the place completely to myself. Well, actually, I did, surprisingly. It was a lovely treat to be immersed in such a historic place surrounded by sheer beauty. My advice is that if you really want to see and experience ancient Rome, then you need to visit Ostia Antica. It truly was one of the highlights of my visit to Italy this time, and the perfect day trip. If you'd like to learn more about indelible adventures, or check out my weekly blog or photography, visit me at www.indelibleadventures.com. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. Ciao!